today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. What he's saying is be wise in your words. And if you're going to be wise in your words, you're going to measure them out. You're not going to use a fire hydrant when you're talking with someone. It's better to give them a glass of water or something rather than just a fire hydrant of words. So wisdom guards itself against self-destructive words. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. We've all said something regrettable. It may have been in a heated conversation or in a moment of over relaxed carelessness. Today, Pastor Ed tells us how important it is that we strive to be wise with the words we say. Solomon warned us that, like dead flies make a perfume's oil stink, so foolishness outweighs wisdom and honor. A great practice to avoid foolishness is to watch what we speak over ourselves and others. In learning to control our tongues, we learn to control our hearts. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message, Calling Wrong Right. When you dig a well, you might fall in. That's not talking about digging a well for an uh, ill intent. Some interpret it that way, but I believe it's... He's just talking about common work. He says, when you dig a well, you might fall in. When you demolish an old wall, you could be bitten by a snake. When you work in a quarry, stones might fall and crush you. When you chop wood, there's danger with each stroke of your axe. What he's saying is... In the ordinary pursuit of life, crazy things happen. Accidents happen. People get hurt at the job. They work in the factory and they lose a finger or a limb or they're, they're, they're hurt. Uh, they walking down a city street and something falls off a building and, and, and hurts them or kills them. There are all sorts of strange things that happen in this world. And what Solomon was doing is he was saying, the world we live in is very unpredictable. You don't always understand. You can't always prepare. Now, what he does say is this. He says, use use some wisdom because even wisdom will help negate it some, not completely, but would negate it some. It says, first of all, using a dull axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. So if you're working in an office and you've been there a number of years and there's a lot of young people coming and they know how to work with all the computers, learn some of the computer programs. Take a class or two. Ask for some help. If you're teaching and you find that your class They're wandering and they're not paying attention. Well, think about how you're presenting your lesson to try and grab and capture their attention. Sharpen the axe. Develop your skills. Be, in this culture especially, a lifelong what? A lifelong... Someone's saying, be smart about it. And then what he says is something next. 
If a snake bites before you charm it, what's the use of being a snake charmer? What he's saying is this, don't procrastinate. You could say it this way. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Sometimes we wait too late to address an issue. We let something go on too long, and then it gets worse. And then it's unresolvable. He said, be wise. So if you're going to work wisely, you're going to sharpen the axe. You're not going to just work hard. You're going to work smart. Christianity, the Bible, is not just about there it is for sure but it also tells us to live how to live down here and so he's saying we live in a world that is absolutely upside down crazy things happen wrong people in the wrong positions doing the wrong thing kings rulers making mistakes people who are Qualified, not in the position, people who are unqualified in the positions. And and, and you look at all of that and you could get frustrated. But he says, no, no, walk wisely. Walk with wisdom. That's the world you live in. You know, uh, that's, that's reality. And then he said also, make sure you realize that the unpredictable has happened. So to your very best, prepare for that. Sharpen the axe. See, that's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. Prepare. Now, here's some warning signs. It should be obvious, but so often people don't pay attention to the obvious. I want you to listen to these warning signs on consumer products. On Duraflame Fireplace log, caution, risk of fire. Duh. All right. <laughs> On a Batman costume, warning, cape does not enable user to fly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, here's a real good one. On a bottle of hair coloring, do not use as an ice cream topping. On a cardboard sunshield for a car that you put in the front of the car, do not drive with sunshield in place. <laughs> it is what. On a portable stroller, caution. Remove infant before folding for storage. <laughs> what Solomon is saying is be wise in your work. Read the labels. <laughs> Walk with wisdom. Be practical. Then he goes on to speak about another important area. Now, if if you'll notice the text, he begins with all, and he goes through with all little things. He talks about a little fly that ruins the ointment. And then he talks about a little snake that comes out of the stone building as a person is working on it. And then he talks about a little bird on the windowsill. He's going to say the need for wisdom with our words, with our words. This is what Jesus said. 
But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be judged. Wow. We're all in trouble. God help us to watch what we say, how we say it. See, wisdom in this present life has to deal with our walk, has to deal with our work, and has to deal with our words. And then he goes on to explain in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 12 to 15, you see that wisdom guards itself against self-destructive words. Self-destructive words. In verses 12 to 15, wise words bring approval, but fools are destroyed by their own words. Fools base their thoughts on foolish assumptions, so their conclusions will be wicked madness. They chatter on and on. I'm going to stop right there. Fools are destroyed by their own words. Some people are so, so negative. And they speak negative, they think negative, they live negative, and they have a negative self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, That manifests itself in the assumptions. Oh, she didn't say hello to me today. She must be angry at me. She must be upset with me. Wow. She ain't so nice either. I have some things to be upset with her about. Yeah, I, when I see her, I'm going to really tell her off. And then you meet her, and you realize crazy thoughts, all these assumptions, none of it was true. All in your imagination. How did it get there? The accuser of the brethren... Those thoughts, can't you smell them? They smell of smoke. They're from the pit. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Think on these things, that which is pure and lovely and righteous and good. So we're told in scriptures, Be careful. Don't let your mind just go on and don't chatter on and on and on. Now here, it says chatter on and on. No one really knows what's going to happen. Don't be a Monday morning quarterback. Don't sit on your throne and begin to pontificate about everything and everyone. We don't know the future. How many times have you thought something would happen and it never happened? How many times did you sit in judgment and say, oh, this is, and it didn't didn't come to pass. What does the Bible say? No one really knows what's going to happen. No one can predict the future. Fools are so exhausted by the little work that they can't even find their own way home. See, connect it there. What happens is people saying they know this and they know that and they know the other thing, and they don't even know the way to their own house. Or to a city. They can't even give good directions. 
What he's saying is be wise in your words. And if you're going to be wise in your words, you're going to measure them out. You're not going to use a fire hydrant when you're talking with someone. It's better to give them a glass of water or something rather than just a fire hydrant of words. So wisdom guards itself against self-destructive words. How many here have said things and you said, I wish I never said that? All of us, right? I mean, we're all in the same boat. Hopefully it's not the Titanic. (laughs) But be careful in what you say. And then what he's going to do is this. He's going to take us into the realm of politics. The house falls through negligent leadership. Verse 18. If a man is lazy, the rafters sag. If his hands are idle, the house leaks. In other words, what he was saying is, if you don't take care of it, it won't take care of itself. All of us know that if you have a house and you don't keep up with the house, the house is not going to keep up with itself. When you look at a house, you realize that you got to work, you got to keep up after it. And what he is saying here is, you think of those Middle East houses where they had a flat roof and the water wouldn't run off very well. They had to constantly keep at it to make sure the roof didn't leak, that it wasn't ruined, that it wasn't destroyed. Now, here's how he connects it. Let's look at the verses before it. Let's talk leadership. Verses 16 and 18. Woe to you, O land, whose king was a servant and whose princes feast in the morning. What he's saying here is this. Again, he's looking at people who have not prepared for leadership. That's one of the good things about our leadership summit. It's helping people prepare. I encourage you all to come out and be a part of it. It will give you some tools and abilities to make you a good leader. That's the end of that commercial. But what he's saying is princes feast in the morning. In other words, they're in it for themselves. They're drunken, they're partying. And then he goes on, Blessed are you, O land, whose king is of noble birth, whose princes eat at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. There's, here's a verse we read earlier. If a man is lazy, the raft is sad. If his hands are idle, the house leaks. What happens if we don't give attention to local government, to state government, to national government, if we don't give attention to our own homes, our own families, if we don't give attention to businesses and corporations, all of those things tend to disintegrate. And so be a person who is attentive. Be a person who gives attention to your house and to the things in your life that God has put you in charge of. Here is their slogan. Here's their song. And I use the New Living Translation and the Message Translation. A party gives laughter, wine gives happiness, and money gives everything. That's their motto. That's their watchword that they live by. The Message Translation, you could see how this could go to a, a song. Laughter and bread go together, and wine gives a sparkle to life. But it's money that makes the world go round. That's their philosophy. It is different from the believer's philosophy. It's different from the Christian's philosophy. We don't buy into that. 
cultural value system. And back in Solomon's time, that was their value system. That, back in Solomon's time, that was what was in their hearts and minds and souls. And it more and more is dominating the culture. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Money makes the world go round. Here's what he says. Now he stops there. Now you, you could see problems in the empire, problems in the world. And then he stops and he knocks at the door of your home and he opens the door and he goes into the quiet chambers and he gives you advice. Advice that you need to listen to. He says, Do not revile the king even in your thoughts. Wait a minute. This king is not a good king. Wait a minute. This leader is not a good leader. Wait a minute. Uh, His princes are feasting in the morning. Solomon is saying, be careful about what you say. We live in a culture that fosters and encourages us to be critical of all of the political leaders and mock them. Now, I think we should stay and say what we believe in a respectful, Christian, godly way. But Solomon is warning us, even when there are things that we disagree with. You know, I I know... I know this doesn't sit well with most people, but those late night shows, some humor's okay, but sometimes they go so far and lamblast leaders. Sometimes it would do us well to fast from television and to take out Paul's admonition to Timothy and follow it, pray for our leaders. It's easy to criticize. And maybe there are things that really, they're wrong. Like in Solomon's time. But what he says to us is this. Even in your thoughts, he says, don't curse the rich in your bedroom. You just curse them all, they're horrible. And you just say all sorts of things. The Bible says not to do that. We need to go counterculture. We can't go with the stream of society, even though we feel propelled to go that way, even though people who are similar in view see things the way we see, but the way they reflect it, the way they say it, it's not okay for us to say it that way. It's not okay for us to present it that way. See, we're to have a different way of looking at life, a different way of speaking about life, a different way of living our lives. We represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We represent Jesus Christ. So we don't buy into the culture. We go counterculture, even when it's not popular, in, with those who agree with us. In areas. Now here's what he says. Because a bird of the air may carry your words and a bird on the wing may report what you say. Think about that. You're saying it in your house. 
Your daughter's listening. Your son hears. Gets into their spirit. And they represent that concept, that idea, that criticism. Or it gets into your subconscious. So, it comes out in your nonverbals, in your interaction with people. See, the Bible tells us to be careful what we say, what we think. You know the saying a little bird told me? So you talk to your friends. And then your friends take what you said somewhere. That little bird, I think, is a mockingbird. It'll mock you. Be careful what you say about people. Limit what you say. He goes on to say, watch those words. Be careful of those words. When he does this, you know what he's doing? He is stepping on our toes and he doesn't even care because he wants to keep us from making serious mistakes. You know the saying? Even these walls have ears. As a believer, we guard our tongues. We guard what we say, what we don't say. We walk in a sense of God's favor and approval. Here's what Exodus says. You must not dishonor God or curse any of your rulers. Wow. Wow. Oh, it's a little thing. Nobody sees except those closest. Nobody hears except my spouse. Well, nobody knows my thought. My thoughts. He knows. He knows. And he says, don't go there. It's, it's a little thing, but little things make a big difference. Little things, they're the fly and the ointment that ruins it and putrefies it. They're the snake in the wall as, as someone is trying to do some masonry work who bites and is poisonous. They're the bird who carries that message, that word. Remember this uh, old saying? For want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of the shoe, the horse was lost. For want of the horse, the rider was lost. For want of the rider, the battle was lost. For want of the battle, the kingdom was lost. And all for the want of a horseshoe nail. Jesus said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. What are we building on? Solomon said, wisdom. Wisdom. It's like that GPS system. It'll help you navigate through the maze of a confused culture. It'll help you in your walk. It'll help you in your work. It will help you in your words. It will help you get through life 
more successful. The book of Ecclesiastes is a practical look at life, not sugarcoating the difficulties that can be experienced. However, the writer reminds us that God is faithful and has a greater plan for each of us. We can trust Him to bring us through and provide us the strength that we need, always. We do hope you've been blessed by today's message on Building in Faith and invite you to visit our website to learn more about our ministry. Our web address is buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll find an archive of previous messages available to listen to or download or even share with someone you feel will be impacted by the message. Be sure to find us on Facebook as well by searching for Faith AG2. We know how important social media is in people's lives today. And by liking us on Facebook, you can keep up to date with all that's happening at Faith Assembly. We'd also like to invite you to join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area for our weekly time of fellowship, Bible teaching, and worship of our Savior. We meet each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and also on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and have many activities for all ages and all walks of life. Give us a call for directions and to find out more about our congregation at 845-462-5955. Sadly, that's all we have time for today. Be sure to join us again here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues to dig deeper into the Word of God. Your Word Restore